Hello, friends. Now, I don't think it's an overreaction, overreaction to say that acupuncture is one of the most divisive forms of medicine or healing, because I think everybody knows someone who's benefited hugely from it and also someone who's gone and said, oh, it's just a lot of woo woo nonsense. Um, and to get a better understanding, we reached out to this week's guest, Declan Rock Rothwell. Declan has been practicing classical five element acupuncture for 25 years. And in his conversation, he highlights the pure mission or objective of acupuncture, which is to get to the direct cause of disease or illness. He delves into what five element acupuncture actually involves, why it works for some people and not for others, and our need to be aligned with nature. Declan's practice is based in Clontarf in Dublin. And if you want to learn more, please check out his web- website, which is on which is located in the show notes. Thanks for listening. And if you enjoyed it, why not pass it on to a friend or a family member? Why not? All the best, friends. Take it easy. Declan Rockwell, thank you so much for coming on to the Earthly Delights podcast. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you, Jim. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm really looking forward to this. I, um, I, I got in touch with you because obviously there is someone we both know that uh, had highly recommended you and your work and... You know, when you come across someone who has had a very positive experience with acupuncture, you can kind of, there's there's not a lot of hesitancy. You know, they're very clear on the impact that it's had in their life. And uh, then I thought, geez, I, I need to get out to him. I think he could, he could <laughs> a lot of listeners would really appreciate what he has to say. Um, but just before, uh, you mentioned that during the pandemic, you've actually been the busiest you've ever been. Yeah, it's been it's been so busy. Um, people are can't see their GPs at the moment, and you know, so much stuff has been done on Zoom. And uh, you know, whereas we were we're allowed to be open during level five because we're regarded as essential. So it's been great. So people and because of the pandemic, people are more stressed, they're more anxious, and maybe they're not getting the attention that they need for any symptoms that they have. It's, it's great that you can be acknowledged and recognized as a essential service journalist. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But before we get into it, Declan, can you tell us a bit about yourself and how you came to, to work in this field? Sure. Uh, well, my name is Declan Rothwell. I've I was been born and bred in Dublin, Ireland. And uh, I was a rugby player in my early 20s. And uh, I loved the rugby, loved the social scene around the rugby. And um, just before Christmas, I was playing this match and uh, I the ball was thrown to me and I was at, a, at the wrong angle. And, and basically somebody hit me and, and I broke my leg. And also then when I fell to the ground, there was a rook and I hurt my back. So I broke my leg and hurt my back in the same instant. And my leg needed... Uh, some screws in it which they went in and they got taken out through two procedures and that healed very well my back didn't however heal very well so I went to the doctor I was on medication Uh, it alleviated some of the pain but not all the pain and I wasn't really getting to the heart of why I had a back complaint in my mid-20s so um, I went And I discovered acupuncture and I discovered this particular style of acupuncture. And 
when I went first for the acupuncture, my back didn't get better. Well, I was very simplistic with the acupuncture. I said, just get my back better. I want to get back on the rugby pitches as, as soon as possible. Because also my social world revolved around the rugby. So mm-hmm. I wasn't seeing my friends as much. Because I wasn't playing rugby, I wasn't seeing my friends. And my whole world in some way had had constricted and wasn't as much fun and wasn't as much wasn't as much going on for me. So um so that was fine. I didn't didn't tell her very much else, just get my back better. And after the first treatment, I felt in a better mood. My back wasn't better, but I felt in a better mood. And then after after a few more treatments, I felt my energy get better. And I didn't I hadn't said anything that my energy was low and I didn't mm. feel my energy was low, but my energy actually got better. And then my back got better. So that was nature inside of me healing in the order that I needed to be healed. I, in my striving to get back playing rugby and seeing my friends in a more fulsome way, just was focused on the back. But actually nature was much, much more wise than I and realized this was the order in which I, which I healed. The other thing was that it, I was amazed by this system of medicine. I couldn't believe that the fact that I hadn't said it and it 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 did it mm. and i had these profound changes to myself which um which were much more than i'd asked for so 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 that inspired me to become to train and become a practitioner and i've been a practitioner now for 25 years and i'm also serving as the principal of the college of five element acupuncture here in dublin we have students from Ireland, the UK, the Netherlands, and all over the world coming to coming to the college. So so I'm basically a converted patient, Jim. That's fantastic to hear to, that it had such a profound experience or a profound effect on your life that you said I need to I need to get it. What were you doing before that? Uh, I had an office job. Okay. And wow. uh, I I Continued that office job while I went and I trained in the UK for three years. Um, Professor J.R. Worsley brought this system of acupuncture from the East. Uh, he went there and he, he studied there and became a master. And he set up the first acupuncture college in the Western world in 1963 in a little place between Birmingham and Coventry called Leamington Spa in the UK. And uh, I went there and I studied for three years uh, part time, and I travelled back and forth to 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 Ireland, and then uh, once I once I qualified, then I set up my practice here in 1996 in in Dublin. Great, I I have several questions just on on your on your initial experience and how you wanted to get the back better, but then your body was saying, "No, oh, this is how it has to go." But before we go there, just for listeners who are saying, "Yeah, I'm pretty sure I know what acupuncture is," but just can be clarified, can you give your kind of working definition of, of, of acupuncture and then five element acupuncture? Okay. Well, the, the Ch- ancient Chinese discovered that the key to health is the proper distribution of energy throughout the entire organism. So this energy, which we feel as vitality, you know, you get up in the morning, you feel, oh, I feel great. And then you get up another morning, oh, I feel ugh. That's just what we're talking about. We're not so- talking about something esoteric are inaccessible or talk about something that we all feel every day energy which we feel as vitality or sometimes 
as heat. And that's distributed between the skin and the muscles and moves through the, along the, through the con connective and lymphatic tissue along lines, which in acupuncture we call meridians, which are connected to the organs. And the key to health is to have those 12 rivers of energy, those 12 pathways in balance and harmony. Uh, how we do that is through the five elements, but we'll, we can come to that, that later. So, so it's very, very simple. It's, it's basically there's an energy system inside us, and we need to have that energy system balanced and harmonious in order for us to be uh, in balance on a body, mind, and spirit level. Can I ask why do you think this is is hard for us to comprehend? Because you, you, I often hear about you know when people are talking about yoga or acupuncture, these practices driven from the east. They often they they want to make sure that it's not uh, understood as like you say esoteric or any sort of kind of concept that's not you know people call woo woo or whatnot. I, I wonder what, what's your take on why the average person, say, in Ireland or in the UK, think, oh, my body isn't made up of these en energy fields, these meridians? You know, it doesn't really matter. Okay. <laughs> you, can't, you, can't, you can't argue with results. Like, I couldn't, like, I wasn't a believer in acupuncture in the first, I, I wasn't a believer or disbeliever. Like, okay. people come to me and they're not, they're not interested in a, in a discussion about acupuncture, to discuss interest in getting well. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and okay. like, just like my acupuncture's got me well, I can't argue with that. I can't say, well, actually, I've read this article where it says acupuncture is a load of, you know, codswallop. <laughs> so what? I've got better from it. So that's, so, so results, you can't argue with results. And you can, so that's, that's the basis of, of this is a medicine. If you're looking for, you know, whether this system of medicine works. The most dramatic thing to do, and I recommend everybody does this, they go, they go online to a BBC documentary on YouTube about this professor who went and decided that they'd check out to see whether acupuncture worked. And the first couple of scenes in the documentary are in a Chinese hospital where there's a girl, she's in her 20s, she's lying on the operating theater, and she's lying there, and she, her heart, her chest is completely open, and they're working on her heart, and she's awake, and she's talking to the doctors, and she doesn't have any. She's had no anesthesia. She's been no chemical anesthesia. She's been anesthetized by acupuncture needles. Now, that that to me just is the ultimate in proof that this works. She mm. recovered. She was six or seven hours in the operating theater. She recovered much quick, more quickly because she had only, she didn't have anesthesia uh, in her system for six or seven hours. And it cost a few pence to, in terms of materials for the needles to be inserted in a couple of strategic places on her body. I have to ask maybe a little superficial question here. And do you have uh, patients that come in that are a bit hesitant about the needles? They think, oh, no, I don't like stuff going into me. I don't like this. Or what if I feel pain? Usually by the time they get here, they've, they've, you know, they've worked that out for themselves. Okay. And the other thing is if you're in pain, like if you have 
whatever pain it is, you know, you're going to say, well, the benefits are going to outweigh the discomfort of mm -hmm. having a needle inserted. Now, unfortunately, most of us are used to getting a hypodermic needle into us. And that's a big needle. These needles are tiny. And all you feel, you may not even feel them going through the skin. And we want you to feel them because that's the biofeedback that we are connecting with the energy. Sometimes an acupuncturist may miss a point, may miss the acupuncture point, and therefore the patient will derive no benefit from that. We're just putting it into tissue. Okay. Um, so the biofeedback is that the, the acupuncturist feels something on this side of the needle. They feel a little pull, like it's, the needle's been pulled into a vortex, which indicates that we've connected with the energy. And the patient feels a dull or an achy sensation, slightly deeper than skin level. And so that biofeedback, which we kind of can be scared of, is actually essential and is actually wonderful information for both the patient and the practitioner that something is happening. So, okay. so, so you use the word transcend. We, we, we need to transcend that kind of superficial fear and realize that this is part of the process. This is part of the way nature lets us know that this is actually something is happening here. This is interesting. I, uh, I've, been, I've been reading a bit about this idea that in Western medicine, we try to uh, limit pain. When in fact that pain is like intelligence from the body saying, oh, hey, we don't like this or change this or, you know, alter this. Whereas very often we say, oh, no, you're feeling too much pain. Let's get find something to numb that pain. Yeah. 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 Pain is, is a wake up call for us, isn't it? It's mm. saying there's something wrong. Help. Mm. And, and. So it's a, it's, it's a wonderful, it's terrible when we're in pain. There's not, you know, you wake up in the middle of the night and you've got a pain in your stomach. It's, it's, it's a terrible experience and you wouldn't wish it on your worst enemy, no. but it is, it is feedback for it. It is a wake up call that something is wrong. Something needs attention and, and we need to do something about it. Whatever way we do it, whether we go to our GP, whether we go to our acupuncturist or homeopath or osteopath, whoever. You know, it, something needs, something is telling us that something is out of balance. Mm. And, and yeah, so, so, so pain, it's a pain, but it's, it's, it wakes us up. Yeah. I, so you mentioned that patients come in uh, and when the pain is, is particularly strong, they don't, they, they've got over this idea of potential fear of needles or, what might happen? They just want to try anything to get better. Yeah. Um, do you also get patients coming in without any like overbearing pain? Yeah, we get we get. Ultimately, this was a, a system of medicine that was preventative in origin. Okay. So the ancient Chinese, this is based on the five seasons. The Chinese added an extra season. They saw that uh, the time between summer and autumn. So. When, when in summer, the sun is at its peak and it's, as we know, hot. And then in, in autumn, you know, it's dry, it's crisp, it's cool. But there's a phase in between which they call late summer, where it's a little bit more humid, a little bit more relaxed. It's, it's warm, but it's not hot. 
everything is bountiful in nature, the fruits are out, and the leaves haven't started falling in abundance. So, so everything is turning a different color and it's still warm. So they call that late summer. So that's why we talk about the five seasons. So this is based on the five seasons. So, sorry, sorry Jim, I forgot your question there. The question was whether or not you so uh, whether or not people come in who are not currently. Oh, I see. Yeah, thank you, thank you, yeah. thank you for getting me back on point. No Sorry. So, so anyway, so the so the Chinese recognised that these five seasons were different. They they saw them. Uh, we were all these these are different manifestations in nature, aren't they? Each season is different, and we've all lived through them. We're in spring at the moment. It's about birth. It's about growth. What are we going to do? You know, are they going to let us do things here? You know, I want to go on holidays. I want to go down the road. You know, so we're, you know, whereas those those challenges weren't as dynamic in the winter for us. They're, you know, we weren't asking those questions as much. But now that the weather is better, spring is here, the, the lambs are out in the field. You know, we're thinking about what we're going to do in the future. You know, we want to move, get moving forward. So so we've all experienced each of the seasons. And they, they, they but sometimes... The Chinese observed that moving from one season to the next, we didn't necessarily move smoothly. So, for instance, we've just come from winter into spring, and maybe, maybe you know, you haven't moved that in smoothly into it. And and the, the Chinese would go five times a year to their five element acupuncturist to ensure that they were moving smoothly from winter to spring, from spring oh. to summer, from summer to late summer. So, so they saw it. So even though there was nothing wrong with them, they would, they would go to their five element acupuncturist for a tune up to ensure that transition went smoothly. Huh. I see. Interesting. Okay. And so sometimes I get patients who come in who are, who are, who are just, you know, interested in making sure that they're well, and sometimes we just see them five times a year. The, okay. The, okay, I like this. This leads me to the, ne the next question, I guess, which is why then do you think acupuncture, quote-unquote, works for some people and doesn't work for other people? Well, there's no panacea. So, so you know, if you have a hip problem, and the hip problem is such that it's gone beyond man and nature. It's the, the joint has gone beyond man and nature. Well, then you need a hip replacement. Unfortunately, Western medicine is wonderful and wondrous in its ability. Hip, hip replacements now are kind of standard. They're not, not standard, but they're a routine operation, whereas you know, years ago it was a very serious operation, but it's much more routine now. People are out in a couple of days People are back on their feet almost that evening after the surgery. So it's unbelievable that they can change such a big joint in our body and give us a ceramic or a titanium joint. And so if things have gone beyond nature, then, you know, all the king's horses and all the king's men aren't going to put Humpty together again. So acupuncture is not going to help in that situation. Acupuncture is not going to help the, the, the joint. Homeopathy is not going to help the joint. Osteopathy is going to They need a hip replacement. Now, when they have the hip replacement, what I'd love them to do is then to come back in and help their body come back into balance 
uh, and integrate the, the joint replacement into their system, help the surrounding tissue to, to, to balance out and become to support the new joint. So absolutely, this is not a panacea. And not, I don't think any system of medicine is a panacea. Oh, uh, okay. In terms of it, you know, why it doesn't work for some people, some people, number one, you don't have to believe. That's, that's the first thing to say. You don't have to believe in this. Some people think they come in here, well, I have to believe in acupuncture for it to work. You can be as skeptical as you like. But what you do need to do is enter into a healing contract with me. Okay. That that you're willing to do what it takes to get yourself better. And not everybody's willing to do what their takes takes to get themselves better. For instance, not everybody is hydrated. Every there's a lot of people drinking coffee, tea through the day, which are diuretics. They flush the fluid out of our system at an accelerated rate. You and I are sitting here at the moment, and maybe your listeners are, are as well or they're running, or they're doing something. And once we're, we're dehydrating at a normal rate, so that's once we're born, that's what we're doing, we're dehydrating. The fluids has been lost. I'm speaking a lot. So I'm losing through my mouth, I'm losing through my nose, I'm losing through under my arms, etc., etc. When we have a cup of tea or coffee, that process accelerates because the tea and coffee, is the diuretic, it's designed for us to lose more fluid. So people end up dehydrated. And the foundation to healing is to be hydrated. So if people aren't willing to drink water, for instance, um, you know, I'm, I'm not really, it's, it's unlikely I'm going to get them better mm-hmm. in order to hide that. Water is the best way to hydrate. Mm-hmm. We say, the ancient Chinese say that the stomach recognizes everything but water as food. And processes it accordingly. So if you put down like, let's say you have a carrot, which is mostly made up of water, the stomach has to work on it first before it can extract the the hydrating properties, whereas water goes 100% towards hydration. So it's the most efficient, effective way to hydrate. So that's just an example. Or if somebody's not willing to change a habit that they have, that, you know, they, they don't sleep very much. They're not willing to change their sleep pattern. Um, maybe they're drinking too much, or maybe they they're they're working so hard, and it becomes obvious to me as a as their practitioner that they're they haven't got the balance of work, rest, and play. That you know it's all work, and and they want they want someone to top them up so they can go back into work, burn it down again, and then come back and get be topped up again. And ultimately, that's not sustainable in the long run. So, so the, you know, we're we're complex beings, and there's complex reasons why why all system of medicines don't work for people. You know, you can you can have Western medicine and people who need medication, and they don't take it. So it's you know that 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 prescription, that diagnosis which their doctor has wisely given them. The, the, the remedy for that is not going to work if they're not going to do what their, their doctor told them to do. Mm. So do I understand correctly, Declan, that the, the, the acupuncture can initiate a stronger connection with the body, with the energy within the body, and then what you do with that stronger connection 
is kind of up to you in terms of your ability to to really hear what's going on where it, the issue with you whether that be you want you're drinking too much or you're smoking too much or not getting enough sleep or you're eating too much these things am i right in saying that like acupuncture can't fix the fact that you overeat but it can give you a closer connection with your body which makes it harder for you to overeat because you have that stronger connection yeah, absolutely absolutely it wakes you up and it brings you into balance and when we're in balance you know if we're drinking 10 pints of beer a night and then we go and have acupuncture it's a little bit harder to drink the 10 pints your body is your body mind and spirit are more awake mm. and you'll be kind of saying maybe after the fifth point geez i've had enough here yeah and and you know you become a cheaper date you have more money in your pocket and you're healthier <laughs> <laughs> so really you're saving money with acupuncture <laughs> you're saving money that's that's what i should put up on the wall outside <laughs> save, I'll money. save you money <laughs> i'll save you money <laughs> now um, what i wanted to what i wanted to come to as well jim uh, is is just to explain about the five elements if, if that'll be okay so as i said the 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 this is very simple to understand system of medicine because it's based on the five seasons, as I explained earlier. And we all know what the five seasons are and what they, how they make us feel and what are the dynamics of each season. The, the Chinese then just extended that to, to call them elements. So you've got the fire element, which is associated with the summer. You've got the late summer which is associated with the earth element. You've got the metal element, which is associated with the autumn. You've got the water element associated with the winter. And then this time of the year is the wood element, the spring, where, yeah. So what, what the basis of this system of medicine, this is the core of a gym, okay, is that at conception or when you're in utero, or in your formative years as a little human being, something happens that knocks one of those five elements out. They, the energy, just like when we go through the five seasons, don't we love to see a lovely year where everything is in its place? And, you know, the winter is cold and it's beautiful and the spring brings us the best of everything. And the farmers are happy because it's a fantastic spring, which gives a great growth in the summer. And they have a fantastic harvest in the late summer. And then everything lets go in the autumn. And then the, in, the, in, the, the summer, in the winter again, everything stores and hibernates and withdraws to get ready for the next cycle of growth. So that's a, that's a lovely, smooth movement through the cycles of the year. In the same way, we want those cycles inside of us because the ancient Chinese said that same dynamic of, of each of the seasons is inside of us. That those same movement of energy is inside of us. What is outside is inside. So be, when, we're, when we're young, either before birth or after birth, something happens that knocks one of those seasons or one of those elements out. And it becomes the weakest link, the cause of disease for the rest of your life. It's permanently there. Okay. And it, it means that you're, 
the cause of any, the basis of this system of medicine and what the ancient Chinese said is the cause of any disease for the rest of your life is as a result of that one element being out of balance. So if you take, if you take, for instance, the element, the season that we're in at the moment, we're in the, we're in the, the spring. So if that is the, is the element, the wood element, the, the, the spring energy, if that's, if there's no longer, if that becomes the weakest link for you, we need to, what we do is we diagnose which in, by using our senses. So I have to use my senses, diagnose which of the, which of the five elements So this, in this case, it's the wood, it's the spring energy is no longer working the way nature ordained in that person. And then when we treat the wood energy within that person, the wood strengthens and everything else comes into balance. Because the ancient Chinese saw that if the wood is out, if the spring is out, and just like any farmer will tell you, if he, if, if he doesn't have a good spring, all the other cycles within each other season no longer works as well. If there's a huge amount of rain in, in spring, for instance, he can't sow. So, and therefore, things aren't going to work well, and maybe he's not going to have as good a harvest, as good a return in the, in the late summer. So, so just like with our energy inside, if wood is the causative factor of disease, that's what we call it, causative factor of disease, the other elements, your fire element, your, your earth element, your metal element, and your water element are going to be adversely affected. So if we treat the cause, the wood, then everything's going to come into balance again. Everything's going to go, ah, ah. man, that's good. Okay. So just to get my head and maybe listeners' head around this, in terms of characteristical uh, manifestations of these, of these seasons, so for instance, would I be right in saying that in winter, um, for instance, if you had if you had no problem sleeping, if you were quite a good sleeper, you definitely have the, the element regarding winter. But if you had an issue in terms of vitality, energy, there might be something with the fire element. There might be something up there. Well, the way the, the way we're going to go a little bit deeper, the way we okay. the way we diagnose is that nature is infinitely kind and nature gives off when when that when, if we go back to the example of the wood. Okay, because that's the that's the season we're in now, and people, if this this podcast go out around this time, then people will relate to the to the season. So, if spring is not the way it should be inside of you, and that's the permanent cause of disease, nature inside of us says, "I am just just in the same way as if there's a problem internally, nature will give us a pain, just as we spoke earlier." So that's an indicator from nature inside of us that all is not well, right? So, so in the same way, when one of these elements, when one of the seasons are not working as nature ordained inside of us, nature sends out four different signals that all is not well in the kingdom of Jim or the kingdom of Declan or whatever, or whoever it is. The person will have, will emit an odor. So if the wood element, if the the person will smell rancid. Okay. Okay. 
The liver is responsible for detoxifying, met, met, metabolizing drugs and chemicals. It, it, it clears it out. It's necessary for digestion and growth. It filters the blood. So it does all that work. And it, it, it breaks down oils and fats. And the gallbladder stores and, and concentrates bile to release it when we're having a big fry-up. Okay. okay? So, so that's their job. Now, they're the two organs of the wood element. So if they're, not, if they're the weakest link, uh, they're not doing it as well. So there'll be a buildup of fat, so therefore the personal smell rancid. It's like gone-off oil. That's the way the personal smell. There, the, the next signal that we get is that a color will be at the temples that will be green, which is the color of the wood element. Wow. So we will see a color green at the temples. Then the person's voice will change. There are five sounds according to the ancient Chinese. There's the sound of shout. There's the sound of laugh. There's the sound of sing. There's the sound of weep. And there's the sound of groan. They are the five sounds. And nature then says, okay, I'm going to let everybody know that this person has a problem in wood. And that person then predominantly shouts all the time. So their voice develops a, an emphasis. They are emphasizing everything. It's very important to, to, to emphasize things, isn't it? Sometimes when you're making a point and somebody hasn't heard you or doesn't understand you, you know, say somebody jumps in, 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 in front of you in a queue, get pissed off, okay? Yeah. And you might say to them, excuse me, the, the, the queue is at the back. They ignore you, okay? And you say, excuse me, the queue's starting at the back. And you, you put that certain emphasis, and they may have their headphones in, they may be just zoned out, and then you may have to say it a third time. And by that stage, your voice is definitely emphasizing what's going on, isn't it? Uh -huh. Okay, uh -huh. so that's appropriate in that situation. But when the, when the person is out of balance in wood, they'll be emphasizing all the time. So they'll be like a general barking orders at their troops. You go there, don't do that, move at 12.05. We need the 5th Battalion. There, not there, et cetera, et cetera. So, so life becomes a bit of a, a barking instruction for that person. And the emotion, the fourth thing is, is we and the emotion. We have five emotions according to the ancient Chinese. We have anger in the sense of assertion. We have joy. We have sympathy. We have grief when we lose something, and we have fear. And in the case that we're dealing with, the wood is out of balance, the spring is out of balance, the person will predominate in anger. So everything will be a frustration for that person. Everything will be slightly irritable. And, and they get stuck in that, whereas they should be flowing through, we should all be flowing through the five emotions. You know, we should... You know, get angry and then go into have a laugh at ourselves. Geez, I got fierce upset about that. Yeah, it's all you know done and dusted now. You know, but people get stuck in emotions, and that we'll we'll know they'll their predominant emotion will be anger, the predominant sound of their voice will be shout, they'll smell rancid, and the color on their face will be green. And then we'll know that their their that element inside of them is the weakest link, Jim. We treat that. And Bob's your uncle.
that's fascinating, Declan, because I, I, I'm just hearing these traits, I can imagine a lot of listeners can resonate or can definitely have one or many of these people in their lives, you know, that, that maybe certain trait or certain tasks are given in a kind of angry or shouty way. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. And can you give us an example of if you had someone, for instance, who was deficient in the spring, uh, the spring energy? Um, yeah. Can you tell us like what uh, when someone when the person came in and how did they develop or how did they? Well, the, the, the first the first thing, yeah, the first thing to say. Let's think about let's think about spring because this is not a difficult thing to understand really because everybody's experienced the spring and what happens in the spring. We get more light, don't we? The days get longer. And the days also get brighter. So we can see further. And to come back to the two organs that are, have responsibility, are, or sorry, are, are, are in the wood element, which is the gallbladder and the liver and the meridians associated with them, the, the channels associated with them. The gallbladder is responsible for decision-making and the liver is responsible for planning. So I have a pa- I had a patient who came who 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 called me and said uh, he ca- came first and we started to treat him and we we started to treat him on the wood element and he would ring and say oh can I have a, can I have a treatment this morning now he I would have told him that I'm booked up two or three weeks in advance and he he needs to book in and we need to schedule treatments but he had no plan. So his his liver wasn't working the way nature ordained. So he would ring, and then he would get frustrated that he couldn't get an appointment. So very interestingly, the measure I watched to see what would happen with his scheduling, with his planning. And as he got better and came more into balance, guess what? He was saying, I have my diary here, Declan. Let's book a couple of weeks in advance here now. From saying, can I have an appointment? he was going to get he was getting frustrated and therefore and this is a key word with the wood element things were going more smoothly with them Uh, because if he was doing that with me he's probably doing that throughout his his whole life he's probably no plan arrives at the the fridge in the morning and says i loved eggs benedict oh shit i have no eggs (laughs) no you know or he 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 you know he has a builder in and he says, you know, well, I want this, I want this place refurbished. And the builder's there with his men and he says, yeah, well, where, where do you want things moved? Well, you know, I don't, mm. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. And there's no plan. You need a plan. We all need a plan for going forward in a smooth, coordinated way. And what I noticed with that patient is Things became more smooth for him. Unconsciously. Yeah, he was. He wasn't particularly. I don't think he was that conscious. And I, I It's not my job, and we don't do that. We don't say, "Oh, do you see the way you're now?" When you first came to me, you know, you didn't. You, you had no sense of planning. Now you have a sense of planning. No, we don't. We don't do that. We just. I just have a lovely internal smile. A lovely, really. It's a deep satisfaction that this person is now more in balance and they're not shouting as much and it is quite extraordinary when you treat them then they don't smell as rancid 
Then the green is not as green. The voice becomes more balanced, and they're not they're not barking orders all the time. They're not speaking. What what Wood tends to do is not speak with you, but to speak at you. Mm. Have you ever had anybody speak at you? I have. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. so it's not a very pleasant experience. It's not a very pleasant experience. Now, if it's not a ex- very pleasant experience for the person who's at the receiving end, it's doubly not a pleasant experience for the person who's doing it. They're not really engaging with life to the way nature ordained we should ga- engage with life. And that's that's very sad. And to go through your life, you know, it's, it's it, was it the best that you could have done in this lifetime? Not really. You know, it was kind of a like, you know, and, and it doesn't, you know, the ancient Chinese, they, they didn't really, they didn't really buy into materialism or information, really, Jim. They were into experience. You know, what's your experience of life? Is your experience of life full? Is it happy? Is it wholesome? You know, are, are you having a laugh? Are you enjoying it? And when, when one of these elements is out and is, and is out of balance in a severe way, you know, people go through incredible suffering, not just physically through the symptoms that, you know, we could list, but just emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. They, they, they become resigned because with the wood element, for instance, and we're only, let, let's, not, let's not just see classical five element extrinsic because we've picked just the wood, but I want to stick with one example. I could equally talk about each of the other four elements, the four seasons, and we could have a whole... You know, there's a whole different aspect to them or attributes to them. But if if you're not, you know, if you're stuck all the time and if you're not planning and if you're not deciding and you can't see the wood from the trees mm-hmm. and you can't see a way ahead, then your spirit is going to be resigned. You're going to feel hopeless. You're going to feel because you don't know where, where to, you know, imagine. Have you ever been lost? You don't know which oh, way to go. It's yeah. a terrible feeling, isn't it? It's very frustrating. It's very frightening. And it's very disillusionly, disillusioning ultimately. So, so this system of medicine opens up the light. It opens up the light, and they oh, that's the way I should go. I should go ahead with that job and not that job. I should undertake this project because this is going to be healthy for me and my family. I shouldn't undertake that project. I can. They can see with their mind's eye, with their spirit spirit's eye, much more easily than they they could previously before treatment and again it's a bit like me the way i came to this when i i didn't didn't know i didn't know my mood wasn't good i didn't know my my energy wasn't good they get these as as lovely side benefits of having this treatment of coming for something else like a back pain and all of a sudden they can see more clearly with their mind's eye they can they their spirit is uplifted this is fascinating Declan. can i just ask then about people coming in with some mental health difficulties. For instance, have you have you had patients that are maybe experiencing some depression or some strong anxiety? And is there a similar process? Like, is there a similar um, lacking or absence uh, within a certain season? And you and you work on that. Yeah, irrespective of the symptom. Okay. Jim, okay. We sure. will we will do this because. Okay. This, this, once you find the cause, it's the cause of disease, body, mind, and spirit. So the body is affected. The mind, what does the mind mean? It means feelings and emotions. 
Our thoughts are based on feelings and emotions. So that makes up our mind or our psyche and the spirit, which is that not in the sense of a religious sense, but it's that which animates us, that that spark. When you look in somebody's eyes and you see that spark, that's the spirit of that person. And and by, by treating all of the person, you can deal with anxieties, depression, paranoia, and all the other mental health issues that 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 can arise now the other thing to say is we work in concert with western medicine if people i had a patient in recently who was wanted to come off their medication and was tapering off their medication and that was that was that was a decision for her with her psychiatrist so she was doing that and she had an episode where she ran into a brick wall and her anxiety levels went through the roof. She went back on her medication and she felt much better. So we can work with that. Whatever cycles or phases of, of where the person is at, and it's complex, as you know, mental health, we, we can work with that and we can complement what, what, what the person is doing with other things, with medication or with other and processes to help themselves it reminds me a lot of a, a yogic attitude towards health Declan the idea that in yoga for the vast majority of people they have health and it is things that they are doing that is kind of getting in the way of the health where um, and in acupuncture it's you are unlocking the body's natural ability to heal itself because you, you, just just something getting in the way of health rather than you need something extra you know and very often we live in the west so we are told that we need x y and z to have good health but it seems like acupuncture and yoga are not too far away in saying that no you have it you have it you just need to unlock it that's it the, the same the, the same underlying principles even though they come from very different civilizations mm. it's just amazing that all these different civilizations jim came to the same conclusion. I know. They, they basically, what, 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 what's the common denominator? The common denominator is unity. Mm. And the basis, how the Chinese came to, how, why, basically they said all of nature, everything moving through nature is one. We are one with each other and we are one with nature. Now, what was the Chinese's take on that? The basis of those statements was that the same energy that's moving through you is moving through me, is through moving through all the people who are listening right now. Therefore, that makes us one. So even though you and I might start talking about Manchester United, or we might start talking about the pandemic, or we might start talking about food, and we could have a, you know, a very heated discussion where I could be on the polar opposite side to you. But there can be no trace of contradiction ultimately because we're working off the same spectrum of energy. Now, our, our, our egos, or our more superficial self, attaches ourselves to those contradictions. Now, that fella Jim, Genie Max, he has such a warped idea. And you hear what he said, and, blah, 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 and I'm all angry and pumped up after talking to you. And that's, that's just at a superficial level. When we transcend that, ultimately, we're work, we are one. And our one of our one of the, the ancient what the ancient Chinese our objective is to return to the source. Mm. 
is mm. to return to that safe state of oneness. And when you return to that state of oneness, health will bloom. So, so it's a constant recollection. And what this system of medicine does is it brings you back to that oneness. It brings you mm. back to that source and that, that recollection that we have all inside of us, which is dormant, particularly when we get into an argument with our partner, our children, or like you and I, if we started talking about, you know, something that we had different opinions on. It's, it's to bring us back to that state of balance, mm-hmm. as I say, which the ancient Chinese found through this, through this system of energy that runs through our bodies, runs through our minds, and every, every nook and cranny of our spirit. Did this understanding for you, Declan, in your 20s, did it pretty much change every aspect of your, your, even your approach to life? Yes. Yes, it did. It did. Because something woke up. I said, what happened here? Like, how did, how did this happen? Mm. You know, so, well, you know, what, what just happened? How did, how did I become more energized? How did I become in better humor? So I was curious. So that curiosity led me to, you know, my, my physical pain was largely gone. And, and I had this more energy and a more a better mood and I just said wow this is there's something going on here and I was curious about so I started to dig in deeper and drill down to what was underlying putting needles into me and having this effect on me and and did how you relate to people your what you wanted to do with your free time what you ate all of this change as well yes it did yeah. now the important thing for your listenership is to say is that doesn't necessarily have to happen to them. They all don't have to become five element acupuncturists, <laughs> or they all don't have to become yogis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, people. We're all. That's the other thing I love about this system of medicine. That the ancient Chinese recognize that everybody's different. We're all one, as we just said earlier, but we manifest in different ways. So. So you and I are completely different. We're, we're, we're all on the same page here having a very unified conversation, but we're completely different. And there'll be no, there's only one Jim O'Connell and there never was another Jim O'Connell and there never will be another Jim O'Connell. So, so that's, that's the beauty of it. We'll, we'll all take this. If you have a treatment, we'll all take that treatment and go towards what the Chinese called our Tao or our way and its virtue. So whatever a person's way and virtue, and that's the freedom that we have both as a democracy, which is wonderful, and internally. We have that freedom internally to bloom and to mature in the way that we will. And that's and to go back to the system of medicine, that's why if 10 people come into me today with a frozen shoulder, I am going to treat them all differently mm. because each one of them is different, is unique, and how they came to have a frozen shoulder is usually unique as well. Mm. So the cause, to, if we want to get to the root of the frozen shoulder, it's not what we want to get to everything. What's the root of climate change? What's the root of the pandemic? What's the root of whatever? Mm-hmm. If we get to the root of something, we're going to deal with it at its at its source and we're going to, you know, get rid of it, not just for today, but forever, hopefully. So if we go to the root of something, that's why we look at, we look at the person in totality through our senses, experience them rather than think about them, 
then we're going to go to that deeper level, which is going to give them a chance to heal in a very sustained way. And for listeners who kind of want to clarify whether or not they think that they would benefit from a, a session or several sessions or really getting into acupuncture, it, it really is a, a vast array of quote-unquote conditions that you can really help with, yeah? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Headaches, stress, anxiety, back pain, leg pain, abdominal issues, stomach problems, emphysema, asthma. You know, we could be here all day, migraines, we could be here all day. And, you know, but it... it that that's yeah it 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 and if 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 the problem hasn't gone beyond nature we can we can do a very good job mm. i was also doing some reading Declan, on the impact of acupuncture on fertility mm-hmm. can, can you tell are, are you familiar with, with, with this with this uh, yeah on, on yeah. the same theme why don't we continue the same theme yeah sure basically i have a colleague in the in the uk called jared kite He's the most famous acupuncturist in these islands. Um, he started off, he, he does exactly the same as I do, five-element acupuncture, looking for the root cause through the senses, whether it's spring, summer, winter, autumn, or late summer inside of us that's not working the way nature ordained. And Jared had, early on in his career, he had a number of uh, patients come into him, female patients came into him who, like me, just said, in the same way as I said, my back is troubling me, they said, my, I'm having trouble with my sinuses, right? So he got, one, he got one female patient better, right? Patient went off. The female patient then told her friends, and they came with their sinus problems or their hay fever or blocked nose, you know, all the related issues, and they got better. What he didn't realize and what they'd never told him is that a lot of these women were trying to get pregnant. So he he didn't even know that these women were trying to get pregnant, but all of a sudden they started to get pregnant. And he got a huge reputation and still has a huge reputation for for treating people for fertility. Mm. But he will say, he'd be the first to come on here and say, what I'm doing is I'm treating the cause. I'm not Mm. treating... The symptom of fertility. I'm treating the cause of of why this person is not getting pregnant, and it works works really well. He's been on he's been on TV. He's been in the newspapers. He's got famous certain celebrities pregnant, and you know. So he so he so that's. That's the one. That's the nice thing about this, because the nice thing is, if so, imagine if if a woman's gone through IVF, right? It's a very rigorous, tough process on their body. They take very strong medication. Mm-hmm. It can be very tough on their system. Mm-hmm. So if we were only, if I was doing acupuncture only to get them, help them get pregnant, and not help them with the the stress, with the pressure, with the cost of it. Mm. huge cost mm. with 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 you know other things other psychological things that are going on for them you know having to having to make love when you're not in the mood but because it's the right time and all the effects that have and persuading your 
partner who may and I may not be interested and all the rest and all of the, 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 the hardship that can go with it. You know, if I was just treating them purely to get them pregnant, that's, that's such an inadequate contribution, isn't it? If I can help them to be relaxed, to integrate this experience into their lives, for them not to be as traumatized afterwards if it doesn't work, to, to be in harmony with their partner when, you know, and have a laugh that, okay, neither of us are interested in sex right now, but we got to do it for us to have a baby, which is what we want, to, to all of those things. So it's no wonderful that this system of medicine gives all of that and not just fixing the symptom. Yeah. I, I think you're touching on it. I, I just, so from a five element acupuncture perspective we are all born with a a deficient element okay but am i also right in saying that there are things we do in our lifestyle that contribute to certain blockages of the meridian energies yes yes yeah well it's it's either we're born with or in our formative years we develop the causative factor of disease one of these five seasons or one of these five elements within us which doesn't work and and of course there's degrees of imbalance. So you can have, let's go back to the wood uh, example. You can have a wood person, wood caused a factor of disease person, and they may be reasonably balanced in body, mind, and spirit. But they, that's their causative factor. If something's going to happen to them, that's going to be their cause. And then you can have somebody extremely out who is the same causative factor, but they're they're much more out of balance because of the way life has, the way they've reacted and responded to life and the, what's happened to them. So absolutely, you can have a range of, of which can result in blockages in the energy system. And the Ch- ancient Chinese liked to liken these, these pathways. There's 12 pathways which go through the organs. You know, they've got the heart pathway, the small intestine pathway. We spoke earlier about the gallbladder and the liver pathway going all through the organs. Now, the ancient Chinese likened them to 12 rivers. You think of 12 rivers which are connected. So the water is pristine, crystal clear, full of oxygen, and the fish are so happy, and the flora and the fauna are just at their optimum. And the water is flowing through those 12 rivers beautifully. Then no disease can take hold. That's what the ancient Chinese said. So so the energy... If it's flowing like those 12 rivers, the analogy, then no disease can take hold. You're going to be in balance. But what happens to us is we, we have trauma. We have negative life experience. We, and, and the energy system gets affected. And get, that can result in blockages and results in one of these elements, one of these seasons, becoming permanently damaged within us. And for people listening who maybe want to get a head start, maybe they're thinking, yeah, I want to give acupuncture a try, but maybe in the meantime, can I work on these potential things I'm doing in my life that are creating blockages? Yeah. Would you have any words? Live in harmony with nature. Live in harmony with nature. (laughs) (laughs) I know that sounds very... Well, basically... Do, do, do we live in harmony with nature? That's the question. 
do they live with it? So ask themselves, this is that this time of the year is the time of challenge. The time of, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Yeah. You know, what are you going to do about this? Are you looking at me? You know, that's, that's, <laughs> that ener- that's that energy at the moment. It's, it's, you know, when trade unions come out at the moment and they go on strike or they start to, to rebel about things, it's where people start to assert themselves because the season is supporting themselves, supporting them in that. Now, what I would do is have a look at how connected you are to nature. Do you, when you get up in the morning, do you eat breakfast like a king, lunch like a prince, and dinner like a pauper? Or as the Eastern Europeans say, do you eat your breakfast on your own, share your lunch, and give your dinner to your enemies? <laughs> because the Chinese, in addition, saw that these organs have a, have a peak time during the day. So the peak time for the stomach is 7 to 9 a.m. That's when the most energy is available to the stomach organ and the stomach meridian. So that's the time when it will best assimilate rotten, ripened food. Now, the converse is also correct. The weakest time for the stomach is 7 to 9 p.m. So, so but when do we eat our biggest meal? Usually between 7 to 9 p.m. So that's something to look at. Hydration is very important to drink water, to drink sufficient water so that your urine is clear. Being in harmony with nature and being in harmony with the seasons. So when when winter comes, think of the bear, think of the hedgehog. What do they do? They hibernate. They, they, They rest. Nature is telling us, is screaming at us with its bad weather, snow, rain, cold. What's it telling us to do? It's telling us to stay inside, isn't it? It's telling us to take it easy. It's telling us to get beside a warm fire and put your feet up. Mm. Relax. Mm. Build your energy again. But what do we do? We keep going. We keep getting up at six o'clock in the morning, go to the gym, boom, 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 get on the road, then work a couple of coffees, boom, 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 feel tired, another coffee. And we have the same routine in winter that we do in summer. Whereas there's completely different energy available to you. The energy isn't available to you in the winter to have that sort of routine. Mm. So, so, so if we can listen and be in tune with nature, which is a cliche, isn't it? It's a real cliche. Be in tune with nature. Wow. Ooh, you're so cool. But it actually, there's, there's a complete truism to it. Can you be yeah. in tune? Can you be like the bear and go into, the bear goes into his cave, right? And he doesn't move because he knows if he moves, it expends energy. So he's building the energy. So when he comes out now at this time of the year, he can chase that salmon in the river. He has the strength. He has the vitality because he's rested. But here we are coming into spring. Did you do that in the winter? No. So do you have the energy? No, I'm still exhausted. Mm. So you don't have the energy to enjoy the spring. You don't have the energy to, 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 to initiate new projects, which is what we should be doing at the moment. Because we, we expended it all during the winter when we should have been resting. So sorry to use the word should, but I'm just, you, you know, this is more advice and more suggestions for people to be awake. Because basically we are part of nature. We're an inextricable part of nature. Mm-hmm. And nature there is there to guide us and to help us to be more balanced. Mm-hmm. But usually we're, we're completely deadened to it. We're, we're asleep mm-hmm. to it. We're asleep to the, 
the whispers of nature. And, and so that's what I would recommend. Just, we, we actually had a great discussion with Eamon Burke, a, a druid in, in Ireland, not too long ago. And she spoke about how in the calendar for druids, they, they really celebrate the changing of the seasons because of that, because they recognize how inextricably linked humans are to nature. And that kind of facilitates a new understanding of what of what they can do or the, the what the season permits, I guess, or what the season facilitates. Yeah. And I couldn't help but think like, yeah, Jesus, for the last X amount of years of my life, it's just been like October, February, April, pretty much the same for me. It's like yeah. the, the schedule's the same. I'm expected to do the same. And yeah, I mean this is just dreaming. It would be great that you could reach a place in a not too distant future where there is that kind of acknowledgement of the changing of seasons. And it's not just, no, we're over the seasons, So we need to work regardless of the season, you know? Well, well, that, I think that you're more talking about some sort of external change. In other words, employers say, okay, you don't have to work as much in winter, but really everybody today can make an internal change. You can internally change your routine that you're, that 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 our things are more in harmony with nature. Why have we got, why has the world got into such trouble? Because we aren't in tune with nature. We're not we're not we're, this is an alive, delicate organism that we live on. Mm-hmm. And we've bashed it to hell. And you know, by being more in tune with it, it's going to be good for our health and it's going to be good for the environment. Yeah. So, so it doesn't necessarily have to be, I, I'm, I'm saying that it doesn't necessarily have to happen as an external change first. You know, it doesn't have to, public policy doesn't have to change before we change. Okay. So we can make internal changes, internal subtle things, which can make all the difference both to our health and to the environment. Because if we're more respectful to ourselves and nature within inside of us, we're going to be more respectful to nature outside of us. And, you know, the splendor and vitality of a green tree, the calmness and serenity of a blue lake, the, the out-of-control heat and vitality of a red fire, mm. They're all outside of us and they're all inside of us. And can we harmonize with that outside and within? And, and, and you know, there's, we're, there's huge amount to talk about meditation at the moment, which is absolutely wonderful. And, and one of the ways I think we'll heal as a people and as a planet, one of the main ways. And a meditation is to be in nature, to walk in nature and be at one with nature. And turn off your headphones. So don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> Sorry, Jim, I'm bad for business. And turn off your headphones and and listen to the sounds of nature and feel the earth under your feet. And what's your what's what's your relationship? Do you have a relationship with the sky? Do you have a relationship with the earth underneath your feet? Like there's very little things guaranteed these days, but one thing is guaranteed: is when you get up, your feet will be on the earth. Another thing that's guaranteed is the sky will be above you. Now, what's that's going to be your relationship until the day you put you you put in a box, yeah. okay? So, what's your relationship with those two things? 
with those two dynamics, what do you feel when you have your feet on the ground? Yeah. What do you feel? What, what do you feel in the presence of the sky? They're going to be with you for the rest of your life. You might as well have a relationship with them. It's a bit like being married and not have a relationship with your wife or your, your husband, isn't it? Because we're, we're in this relationship. They're supporting us from above and grounding us below, and we're just like plonking along. You know, we're plonking along. <laughs> you know, and, and just and just going from A to B, and you know, and like why why not why not have a relationship with them? Why not have why not see how they feel? Like when I when I and I I'm developing that inside myself, and when I when I sit lie down and look up at the sky, and I concentrate. And I, I open myself to the sky. I feel amazing. Yeah. I feel very calm. And it's different as well at different times because the sky is always different. Sometimes it's cloudy. Sometimes it's stormy. Sometimes it's completely serene and the blue. But you're always going to feel something. And that will deepen your experience of life and deepen, deepen your relationship with nature, which will make you a better person and a happier person. Because... What's what's happening with us? We've all got our we've all got our phones, don't we? We've all got our phones beside we've us. Phones. We've all got our phones beside us. Either our phones or our laptop. And what's that? That's and that's wonderful for communication. But it's one type of communication. But do you have a communication with the with the substantive part of what life is out there? That that can lead to restlessness, those phones. You know, what's the next message and the externality? So it affects they can affect our ability to listen to what's going on inside of us and listen to what's going on outside of us. Absolutely. We had uh, Lucy Jones on last year on the podcast and she wrote this fantastic book about the power of the benefits of nature for, for your mental health. And she, she mentions research that suggests the more times you are in a state of awe, the friendlier or more open you are as a person, mm. you know, like even sometimes when I come home, my, one of my favorite things about the pandemic is that now you're in Dublin, but you can still see the stars at night and you can't help but just when you look at the stars, you think, Jay, it's like, it's a lot bigger than me, you know, and it's kind of just great to be a part of it for however long, you know, yeah. because as you said, yeah. all these things that we thought were certainties or quasi certainties, they aren't. And, and if someone can tell you that they can guarantee it, they're lying. You know, they can't. Yeah. No. And yeah. Definitely. This has been great. Before we end, uh, we ask our guests, how do they personally take, uh, take care of their mental health? By having this system of medicine. I'm still a patient of this system of medicine. By not taking myself too seriously. By doing Tai Chi. By meditating. Mm-hmm. and uh, the love of my wife and the love of my children opens my heart and opens my life in a much deeper way and keeps me healthier as a result mm. <laughs> that's a that's a short but effective list Declan. it works after 60 years that's my that's that's the best that I can come up with. Wow. Uh, I, l- listeners can't see, but Declan doesn't look 60. I promise. <laughs>
Thank you, Jim. And just any I'll send, last I'll words. I'll send you the checks in the post, Jim. <laughs> and any last words uh, for, for the listeners maybe contemplating acupuncture just before we go? Always find somebody who has, who has a, had a training. I'm, I'm not just plugging our college, but, but somebody who has had a training of three years minimum um, so they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would always go on a recommendation. Yeah. I think that I think that works well. That's what I did, and that worked well for me as a patient. And uh, give it a go, and see if it makes a difference. And if, like me, you know, your symptom didn't get sorted initially, be patient. Wait, wait to see if there are other things happening. There's, mm. there's, there's in in ancient China they had the law of cure. Illness goes from inside to out, from top to bottom. And in reverse order from which it came. So that process takes time and involves other things happening, mm. other changes happening, which which either are indirectly are not related to your symptom that you present with. So so see the totality of your health, which is difficult to do when you have a symptom that's screaming at you, Jim. But but that I guess that understanding that. The, the healing system within the body is 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 all over you know it's it's hard to just directly go to one thing and immediately it's a it's a process yeah it is a process yeah as, as we were saying i think off offline dr edith edgar and uh, survivor of auschwitz who became a psychologist afterwards a psychiatrist as well i think she said that healing doesn't happen in a straight line it's it's spiral and the, the spiral can be a wide circle mm. you know and 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 we're, we're circling to get to to get to balance and harmony there's no better quote to end the deck thank you so much you're welcome jim hi guys thank you for listening to the podcast please don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review if you haven't already Every review helps us climb the podcast charts so that even more of you can listen to our amazing guests. We really appreciate the support. Remember to tune in next week. But until then, keep safe and have a good one.